Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast, brought to you by Mastercard, wrapping up the first domain test in Perth where Australia crushed New Zealand by 296 runs. On this episode, you'll hear from Run Machine, Manus Labashain, player of the match, Mitch Stark, and most importantly, cricket.com.au senior writer, Andrew Rambo-Ramsey. G'day, Rambo. Three wins from as many tests for the Aussies to start the summer. It's, it's a clean sheet, and I think in the T20s as well, it's, it's just, it has gone without a blip. Just wins everywhere. We've got to start off with our MasterCard moment. I'm going first, and I'm picking Steve Smith's incredible catch to dismiss Kane Williamson diving full length to his right. Oh! He's got him. What a grab. Oh! Doesn't get any better than that. Steve Smith, take a bow. Can't keep him out of the game. That is an absolute pearler. A spectacular grab, but he even says it wasn't his best one. He took a great one against the Black Caps uh, with his left hand, landed on his head. <laughs> wasn't the most graceful catch, but uh, a fantastic uh, effort by Steve Smith. And... One that um, just chucks a, another one in the catalogue of classic catches he's taken over the years. He's got a fair, I was going to say, set of mitts, but it's just the one, isn't it? Whichever one he's using, left, right, the ball just seems to disappear in there and uh, never looks like coming out. But the trick of those is cushioning yourself when you hit the ground, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. so it doesn't bounce out, but uh, he seems to have got that mastered as well. He's figured it out. Uh, your MasterCard moment? Uh, well, there's a few obvious contenders, players... Wise, uh, Mitchell Stark's bowling, Nathan Lyons' bowling, mm. Neil Wagner's bowling. They bowled 231 overs in a 56-degree <laughs> heat. All of them bounces. Um, but I've gone with Aleem Dar, uh, setting a new benchmark for most test matches. Umpire, he was in number 129, which took him mm. past the great Jamaican Steve Bucknor uh, to be the most capped or hatted umpire in the history of Test well, He's not a restaurant. No, true. He, he is no a Michelin man. Um, but not only did he break the record, not only did he uh, show us that he can uh, frisbee a hat uh, or catch a frisbee hat as well, but he took a bit of a tumble uh, when he crossed paths with Mitch Santner at one point. Uh, Santner running in to get the ball to run out. Alim Dar running the other way to get out of the way. And uh, it looked sort of reasonably innocuous to start with, but he clearly hurt himself quite badly. And there was some... Doubt whether he would get through his record-breaking test, but being the trooper that he is, he put a elastic pressure bandage on his damaged leg, hobbled to his feet and uh, went on to get a few right, not all of them, uh, oh. for the rest of the test. Tough as nails, Alim Dar. Let's get through the talking points of the first test. Uh, Australia, big winners uh, to open up the domain test series against the Black Caps. First day, Australia win the toss and put on heaps of runs in their first innings. Manus Lovashane, the main contributor with 143. Whatever he's doing, he's got to keep doing it. Uh, pretty remarkable, isn't it, that uh, this time last year, heading into the Boxing Day test against India, he wasn't in the team. Mm. Uh, brought in for that final test in Sydney, banning down the order, 
bowling a bit of leg spin. Went to India. Wasn't in the. I uh, went to England. Sorry, wasn't in the uh, uh, initial planning for that. I don't think. Got his guy into the squad from that intra squad game. Lots uh, of runs for Glamorgan. Lots yep. of runs for Glamorgan. Uh, came in as a concussion sub. Like it's just a four act play being played out in eighteen parts. That's uh, right. And you go back even further. I mean that his debut. He came in for Renshaw, who had his hamstring in Australia raid, and he got concussed, so he came and played the first test. He's, he's the right man at the right moment, the right keep, man. The right man, and they keep saying that you know he just wants to keep learning and getting better, whether it's batting, bowling, fielding. He probably would have given Alim Dara a run for his umpiring skills. He's in so much on top of his game. But, yeah, quite remarkable that he not just gets these scores but then pushes on, like 150-plus, which is what selectors, captains, bowlers want to see. Mm. He got to 50 in the second innings as well, uh, which made him uh, go past the 1,000-run mark for the year and his test career, which he did in 18 innings, which I think your research team confirmed was the fourth fastest ever by an Australian. Uh, yes, yes, and some great names that he joins uh, on that list. I think some of the uh, great uh, players of the past. Was there Mark Taylor on that list? I think Toby was in there somewhere. But you know, you've got Don Bradman mentioned in the same breath. You're doing pretty well. And that's always the benchmark, isn't it? If, yep. you're, if you're on a list with Don's name on it, you're doing all right. We're doing all right. Uh, we were fortunate enough to speak to Manus after play on day four. And we started by asking him to uh, sum up the first test. Yeah, it's a superb effort. Um, obviously, with a bowler down, to, to put a performance, such a comprehensive performance together was um, was awesome. Um, you know, both uh, Mitch and Pat, you know, they, they bowled out of their skin and then Nathan was just, you know, at his best and you know the part-timers sort of filled in there where they needed to but um you know yeah that, that was a that was a great effort from everyone you're one of those part-timers with a key wicket how about that celebration yeah look i i you know i love taking wickets so uh, when i get one I, I make sure i celebrate it well um but yeah like i said i was happy to just fill that spot fill that role there um we needed um and, and obviously in the next two venues we might need that a little bit more so um i just need to make sure i'm, I'm ready when that role comes but um, yeah, like I said, yeah, superb effort uh, from the boys to, to get it done tonight. With about 143 and 50, what's been the key to your consistency? Um, oh, look, just just keeping it process driven, not 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 results. Um, just making sure that every innings I'm coming with a clear mind and and making sure I'm playing what's in front of me, not not not, not what's happened in the past and not what's um, not what I want to achieve. It, it, it's right in the moment. Um, um, but yeah, uh, apart from that, it's just. You know, just loving it. it, it it's really a great team to be a part of and, and the way we're playing at the moment it's really enjoyable. You hit the six to bring up the three figures, does that mean the Spigotty Arms nickname is gone? No, I think I need to get into the second row, so I, that one only cleared the rope, so uh, I think that name will stick till I get one to the second tier. Now Steve Smith says he celebrates 100 with a block of chocolate, how do you celebrate 100? I don't know, you know, obviously I do love food, so I'll, I'll be making sure I tuck into some, some dinner after this. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's always nice to score 100 for Australia. Um, and, uh, you know, we just got to make sure we keep backing these performances up. You know, as a team, we've been playing so well together and just keep making sure we're consistent. Fantastic by the bowlers. What's it like being out there in the slips or close in the bat when those guys are firing? Oh, mate, you know, you feel like you're in the game all the time, you know, um, especially on this wicket, you know, the bat pads and the... Uh, short legs and you know that the slip court and you had to be on because you know it wasn't as much the full ball this game as the short ball but you're always in the game and you know they were they were top draw so um you know like i said all credit to the bowlers um they were superb uh on, on a wicket that that did flatten out a little bit and had a few things up and down but you know they were awesome 
Travis Head with a few good grabs in close in. He might have found himself a permanent home there. I think he has, mate. He was superb in there. And same with Wadey. Jeez, he was phenomenal in there. Um, yeah, look, that, you know, it's always nice when you've got guys in there that are really good because it just adds that extra dimension of intensity around, around the ball. You dream to play for Australia, score 100, now you're going to play in a Boxing Day test match. How exciting is that? Yeah, super exciting. Can't wait. Um, be a good couple of days off and then, and then get to get down to Melbourne and um, really start preparations. It's always a fun time of year, you know, Christmas time's around. Um, and, and to be able to play in a Boxing Day test, um, it's going to be awesome. And have you got a number one Christmas gift you'd like to receive? Number one Christmas gift I'd like to receive? I like shoes, always like a few, you know, I love my Nike shoes, so uh, some shoes, but look, no gifts, not a big gifts person, but you know, I enjoy, um, enjoy giving gifts, so. I thought you were going to say more runs or something like that. Nah, look, I'd love more runs, I'd love the runs to continue, so um, just to make sure, yeah, like I said, stay process driven and, um, and just enjoy it, it's a lot of fun playing for Australia. Second talking point uh, is a bit of a downer. Two injuries, uh, which made the game effectively 10 on 10. Uh, first being Lockie Ferguson came in, bowl fast, but after 11 overs, uh, did his calf, right calf strain. Uh, couldn't bowl for the rest of the match. And then uh, Josh Hazelwood suffered a similar fate. Uh, he uh, had a strain in his left hamstring, although he calls it a low-grade hamstring tear. Something's wrong with it. Either way, uh, neither of them could bowl for the rest of the match. Hazelwood's out for Boxing Day. Don't know about Ferguson. He batted in the second inning, so he might play. We're not sure. But uh, it was a bit of a downer and uh, put a lot of strain on both bowling attacks. Fortunately for New Zealand, they had an all-rounder in Colin de Grondheim. There was talk about injury replacements. We've got concussion subs and injury replacements, but it's probably not going to happen, is it? No, I wouldn't have thought I'd know he'd police that. You might just have a fast bowler who's a bit weary or not bowling that well, and suddenly you have to say, well, we'll just sub him out and bring another one in. Um, and then you can have only one or two. What if you then bring on the sub and the sub gets injured? Mm. What happens then? You're back to the same position you're in the first place. Um, it's unusual to see a bowler be ruled out of a game during the course of a game. But two in consecutive days with sort of similar soft tissue injuries um, makes you think well, something was strange. And I don't know whether Lockie Ferguson would be available for the rest of the tour because anyone who knows anything about physiotherapy tells you will tell you that calves can be very tricky. Really? I don't know what that means, but anyone who ever damages a calf, they say, all oh, calves can be tricky. I think mm. it's hard to judge when they're fully healed and then you push off for a, do some sprinting and it happens again. I know Shane Watson had terrible trouble with calves during the course of his career. Well, those two guys didn't bowl uh, much in the game. Mitchell Stark certainly did, and he's proving to be quite the phenomenon in Pink ball cricket, uh, 42 wickets in seven day-night tests now. He averages 19.23 and he takes a wicket every 36 deliveries. He's on a hat-trick again. Um, before we uh, talk a little bit more about Mitchell Stark, here he is, the man himself, talking about just missing that hat-trick and who he gets influence off when it's time to take that hat-trick ball. I don't think I have any advice on a hat-trick ball. Um, the players, don't, some Cummins line, don't come up and tell you where to bowl or what to do? I've got the ball in my hand, so it's up to me. Um, yeah, I've got a couple in, in shield cricket, um, and that was just trying to hit the stumps. So, um, yeah, I, I, well, Ross had been in for a while, so it wasn't probably um, one at the stumps probably wasn't the, the way to go with how he was hitting the ball. So I was just trying to put a, a good ball in there, and, um, yeah, one day a hat-trick might come. If not, uh, it doesn't bother me. Unbelievable, uh, his record. He, he's... he's 
this summer has been fantastic. We've talked about a lot, haven't we? Or he's spoken a lot about uh, his little minor technique change after that uh, shield game in Brisbane. He's what's he putting the, his loading arm next to his hip and just gets getting, his hand on his hip. Hand on his hip, which is not the same as putting your hand in your pocket. It's not a teapot action, is it? Um, but since he's made that change, he's been fantastic. Uh, taking lots of wickets, not going for many runs, um, bowling accurately and still bowling very fast. Uh, and today, uh, well, in this test match, class above. And remarkably, given his record with the pink ball, he still doesn't like bowling with it. Yeah, what's going on there? I think if I had a record like that, bowling with a pink ball, I'd just want to play only pink ball cricket. But uh, he's very keen. He's a traditionalist, he said. He wants mm. to get the red ball back in his hand, which he'll be doing at the MCG on Boxing Day or whenever he gets to bowl in that test match. So um, if he can take his pink ball form into his beloved red ball, I'd just say look out. Mm, absolutely. Uh, the pink ball under lights, doing all kinds of things, Rambo. Uh, even you know the, the big theory about bowling with a new ball under lights, I think it's just bowling under lights at the moment. Uh, in that last hour on each day, crazy things were happening. Uh, even Australia were rollicking along at 1 for 131 on day three. And then out of the blue, uh, New Zealand started digging it in and they weren't even relying on swing and seam and they was bouncing it in and they took five for 36 in 15 overs in that final hour, which was the, the darkest part of the day. So, And that was with a 42 uh, over old ball. So um, what do we say? I mean, that's, a, that's the plan. There's a lot of strategy around pink ball cricket, uh, day-night test match cricket, but it seems to be just bowling at night is just such a huge advantage. I don't know what it is. Like you say, it wasn't swinging. It wasn't uh, the pitch was starting to crack a little bit, and there was a couple that misbehaved. But um, the guys who were banging it in for New Zealand weren't bowling at express pace either. We're talking you know, mid to high 120 k's an hour, which mm. is uh, in most forms of cricket that's scarcely threatening. But there you were. There were guys were being hit on the body. Matthew Wade took a pummeling from yeah. Neil Wagner, but he decided that the safest way to play it was to let it hit him. I don't know if the pink ball, they say it gets soft, so maybe it doesn't hurt when it hits you. But uh, I think it would still hurt. I think it would still hurt. Mm. And uh, he was very brave in that he wore a few of those, but uh, he was still there at the end of the night. He was, thrilling contest. In fact, he didn't play any of those short balls, but then ironically got out playing a pull shot uh, to De Grandome, who was slightly slower than Wagner, who bowled 60 overs in the match. It was very hot here, Andrew. 40 degrees pretty much every day. The heat was something of a talking point, wasn't it? Like pretty much everyone you spoke to said, "Gee, it's hot." And it got to like thirty-nine, forty, forty-one. That's hot. I don't care whether you're using metric Fahrenheit or pound, shilling, and pence. That's hot. That's very warm. He bowled sixty overs, took eight wickets, and Tim South. He was averaging fifty in Australia. He ended up with nine wickets for the match as well. He bowled very well, and this was without having Fergus there too. So. Big effort by the Black Caps Quicks. Uh, the Aussie attack were just as potent without Josh Hazelwood. Uh, Stark claimed nine wickets for the match, four in the second innings. Nathan Lyon, four, which is quickly becoming his favourite ground. Uh, yes, you'd have to think his record there. Player of the match against India a year ago. Uh, another bag of wickets here. And that, in, if you look at it, the, uh, I think that was a pretty one-sided match in the end, even though some of the competition within it was pretty even. But... Perhaps the big difference was Nathan Lyon. Like their spinner, Mitchell Santner, didn't take a wicket, I don't think, and rarely looked threatening um, bowling his left-arm spin. And then when Lyon got the ball, it was zipping off, spinning at pace, bouncing up around batsmen's armpits. It was uh, quite the exhibition, and that really was a uh, 
a telling difference between the teams, I think. Class above, I mean, I think that was the, the difference, uh, the bowling attacks, because uh, Australia got those 20 wickets in just 120 overs. Uh, New Zealand bowled out for 166 and 171, um, which is almost what Marner scored by himself in the first inning. So uh, they're going to have to try and come good. They've got the class in there. Uh, Ross Taylor looked good. I know Kyle Williamson's a class player. Tom Latham's having a great year. Cheat Raval, the openers. What's he having? Five in his past uh, ten games? Last nine tests, going back nine months, he's averaging 5.33, which is probably not a pass in test cricket. Which is tough for them because they don't really have a reserve batter in their squad. They've got uh, Blundell, but he's more of a middle-order reserve wicketkeeper. Yes, yes, and apparently they're not playing first-class cricket in New Zealand at the moment, so there's no one uh, making runs over there. I heard... Uh, a couple of them, Ian Smith was saying today, their former uh, Test wicketkeeper. So, a uh, bit of a grim time for them if they have to stick with the lineup that's not working, or do they just pluck someone and bring them over and say, "Try luck on Boxing Day, see how you go." Mm. Uh, looking ahead to Melbourne, uh, traditional Test marquee match. Uh, there will be at least one change for the Australians with Hazelwood confirmed out. Uh, looks like James Pattinson is the likely uh, man to come in, playing on his home ground, no less. Uh, but Justin Langer, a little bit coy about selection, wouldn't confirm anything. And he also suggests there could be even more tweaking to the Australian eleven. Uh, interesting theory, like he's suggesting maybe four specialist quicks and a spinner. No specialist all-rounder. He's working on the theory that guys like Michael Nesser and James Pattinson are handy enough with the bat that they could almost fill that sort of all-rounder spots uh, it gives you an extra bowling option if the MCG pitch is a bit flat, which it's been the last couple of years. They've obviously been doing some work on it this year to make it a bit more competitive, but uh, you never know. Um, so I think Justin just threw that out there as a possibility. Uh, all options are open, apparently. Do you think sometimes Jail just throws us out there to try and get people off the scent? Uh, well, it hasn't worked because we're on the scent right here. Uh, mm. But... Yes, he does. Uh, he does. A like few to red herrings there, you know, just to try and. Often they're not statements; they're more like questions, aren't they? So, it would be, wouldn't it be interesting if we did this? Mm. Um, which is not actually uh, him putting it forward as a proposition, but just a bit of speculation to get mm. people talking on podcasts. That's our job. That's what we do. Boxing Day test match, day after Christmas, Rambo. What do you want for Christmas this year? Um, I was going to say a five-day test, but that would have been a lie. <laughs> Um, just good health, happiness, a bit of rain out in the west of New South Wales and uh, perhaps, um, what don't know, a box of chocolates. There we go. You can share it with Steve Smith if he gets 100. He's due. He's due. We haven't talked about him. He's, he's having a stinker of a summer, isn't he? He can't, couldn't get a hit in the first part of the summer because of uh, David Warner's batting genius and when he's got a hit the last couple of times, he's... Managed to get himself out, yeah, just as he's got himself in. Picking the fielders out. Yes, well, you know, with Steve, he's, I think he's due some runs. And as Justin Langer says, he loves great players when they're missing out because they do a big score just around the corner. So maybe that might be Steve Smith's Christmas well, he, present. He did say that a few times about David Warner during the Ashes, and he came out and made 335. So look out again. Look out. All right, that's it for this episode of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. Uh, tomorrow there will be a special blockbuster KFC BBL preview with Mitchell Johnson. But until then, for all your news, scores and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.